Hello and a big warm welcome to you and welcome back to the Psycho Spiritual Podcast, which hasn't been around for a bazillion years, but I'm back. I'm Marion Rose. Welcome, welcome. And I have with me my dear, dear friend and colleague, Nick Wilson. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. Yay! And not just for one episode, but we're going to do a whole series of episodes for as long as we're loving doing it. So we might be here for another 50 years. Could <laughs> be here for a while, yes. Could be here for a while. And we're, yeah, so we're going to have a whole series of talking about really the Marian method, which is a whole psycho-spiritual framework. And we thought we might start off today by sharing about our, each of our journeys with the MM work and you know, how we came to it and what happened and just to really give you a bit of a sense, you might go, what is Marion talking about? Someone actually did say that to me today. They said, I've been onto your webcast, uh, your webcast, what? I don't even know what, what century <laughs> I've been onto your website. And what, how does they all fit together? What's the guilt thing? What's the inner loving presences? How does that fit together with willingness? And what is, are they all the same thing or they're different? So I thought this also might be an opportunity for people to get a bit of a sense of not only the history and the lineage but how how somebody might travel on that journey yeah. and I really love that too because I for example didn't know anything about the love section of it I came straight in at willingness so for me it was like a, I was in the middle and then I you know spat off to the side sort of thing so I think if people depending on how they're coming to it and where they're seeing it they could come in at conversations with life because they saw a post of yours explaining something about conversations with life or they come in and see you know a post or or you know your course sale like you've just had for the inner loving presence process and they might be like oh that might be their first introduction so I love that there's those sort of moving parts and then the people come in at the place where they're meant to come in at and then they starts to open up the world to all the other parts of it and then it's just like oh this web of wonder <laughs> oh the web of wonder I love that I love that I love that so to be clear there are three main elements to the MM work there's the love work which is all about really changing our inner dialogue from the harsh dialogue that we internalize from the DDC and replacing it with lovely inner loving compassionate unconditionally loving inner dialogue often from our inner loving presences like our inner loving mother for example and getting back in the time machine with the inner loving presence process and going and revisiting younger parts of us who got hurt in this culture and in our family and in school and so on and really hearing those younger parts and giving them reparative experiences with our inner loving presences and through that really returning to our true nature as love and will so the whole idea being that that is who we really are we're souls of of love and will and when we grow up in this disconnected domination culture the ddc you are going to hear us talk a lot about the ddc it's all about getting free from the ddc that we that we increasingly become the love that we are which isn't some kind of wishy-washy thing i remember i often share like in the 90s when i was training as a psychotherapist and i was into what was then called the new age and i'd read all these new agey books about just love yourself and you know you just love yourself and love yourself and I'd read them all and it didn't do anything it didn't make any difference how? I, was, how? I was like I know like, how, how do I do that tell me how <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what I love about the that in loving presences work is it's really tangible and there, there's so much about language in this work and about really specifically what we can do and what we can how we can choose our language which I love you know we we laugh a lot don't we Nick because when we're messaging each other on Voxer, which is a 
voice messaging app we're so often going pausing and going no hang on we're changing that word and mm. your daughter does that too doesn't she does. amazing yeah. so that's, that's a lot about yeah. that part it, just because it's so that's the part for me that was so resonant was a lot of the other self-development things that I was doing it was like here's how you do it and here's the thing and this is one fit one size fits all for everybody whereas you know, the inner loving presence process and your inner loving presences and what they say and how they say it and how you hear it is all so specifically individualized just for you, you know? So it really like hits home where it needs to go as opposed to just being, like you said, this wishy-washy, follow the steps and then you'll feel loved. It's like, yeah, here's literally you create your own inner world. You Well, you recreate your own inner world with these, you know, beautiful presences and phrases so that's that was the difference for me definitely yum I love hearing that and then there's the will work which is includes the willingness work which I think you're going to talk about because I see is like the the queen of willingness I love that you came in that way it's it's no accident I think definitely no accident and that was the way that the route that you came in and that's related to oh gosh it's hard to explain that in a short while we let's let's just leave the mystery and we'll explain that yes. <laughs> yeah, the time. <laughs> yeah and it's also related to reclaiming what I call our slug wisdom which is our innate yeses and nos reclaiming our what I call the neo no which is the power really powerful anyway so much yumminess it's just a little taste of that <laughs> and because really holding that not only we are love but we're also will as well, or we're really truly powerful. And again, the DDC doesn't want us to know that we're truly powerful. It doesn't want us to understand how we're powerful. So again, the the will work is really about reclaiming our deep innate power and the profound effect that has on our lives and on life with a capital L, which is like the universe, because life responds to our willingness. And just so I just quickly mentioned as well, conversations with life, which is really about how how we are constantly talking to life and life is constantly responding back to us. And we're going to be talking more about those also in upcoming episodes. But I wonder, do you want to dive in a little bit into like where you started with with the willingness work? And yes, I love I love how it all happened for you. <laughs> yes. So as as I said, I think, you know, no matter where you are in, in your journey, there's, there's, you know, you'll be invited to the Marian method by one of those parts and maybe depending on what you're, what, you know, you're needing at that time or, you know, what you're passing through, then that's the, what's going to be drawn to you. And what happened to me was, so I, I'd already touched on a couple of things. I'd already sort of knew you through aware parenting. And then I started reading all the things that you would post and write and, you had an offering one time for a, a New Year's willingness session with you. And it was, I think it was two hours possibly. No, it was three hours. Three hours. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. I remember it being more than an hour. Yeah, it was three hours. And I thought, oh my gosh, I could speak to Marion Rose for three hours about my whole life. And by the and I had it in my head, by the end of this session, my life's going to be fixed. It's basically it's just the end of it. It's all going to be fixed. And so I remember even just, just now before we started, I was just thinking I knew nothing about willingness and nothing at all, but I just knew I wanted things to change. And I'd already experienced such profound change with aware parenting and, you know, the in, uh, love being a woman course and the other courses that I'd done through you that I thought this, you know, can't go wrong, <laughs> jump in. And so I did. And I remember sitting down and, you know, it was on the Zoom and we were chatting and I'm not sure exactly how it came up, but I was talking about my challenges with my daughter and how I was just 
you know, I had all, had all these, I wanted it to change. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted and wanted. And I basically was there saying, I don't know how I'm going to get myself out of this, this darkness, this hole that I'm experiencing. And it was just such a challenging time. The, I remember clearly it was when we first moved into the apartment that we're in now. And I remember feeling very alone more than I'd felt before because we were living with my parents. And even though that was a lonely experience with just Bella and I, you know, after the separation, we then moved house and it was like, holy moly, I'm in this place by myself with my daughter. And, you know, I have to get the spiders and I have to, you know, do all these big adult things. And I remember not sleeping for the first few months. And so, yeah, this, this came at such a timely, it was New Year's Eve, New Year's like timeline. So it's always like, oh, I want things to change. It's a new year. I'm ready to change. And I remember in that session speaking about my daughter's father and the pain that I'd felt from separation and the sadness. And you asked me whether I, you know, you'd like to step in for him and, you know, ask me what I want and everything. And I remember clearly you putting your hair up in a ponytail and being like, okay, I'm going to be the man here. And you put your hair up in the ponytail. And I just remember crying and crying and crying. And we talked about all those things. And in the end, I had come out of that session with a really clear, what I now know to be a, a willingness wall of styles, a really clear way forward of how to go. And so then I was like, so what's this willingness you talk about? <laughs> and then, yeah, a few months later or whenever it was later, the week of willingness came up as an offering and I was just like, yeah, really resonant, just really connected. And I went to all the lives, turned up, and the whole week was just, yeah, like sparks of things going off. And I remember, you know, recounting, and again, I didn't know what conversations with life was. I knew that I had always been connected with life, but I was, it was a very, I guess, just, I would just call it intuition or, you know, but when I heard about conversations with life, that was like, oh, okay, that's the next part. So within, in the week of willingness was just very, yeah, mind blowing. That was mm. it. And I really remember you from both of those, like you really, the, the, the fact that you, not only that you came to all the lives, but I just had this sense of like, oh, you, you get it and you love it. And I, I felt that deep resonance with you right then. And in that session as well, I was like, oh my God, I, I love this woman and love that she really gets this work. And you know, so excited that she'll, that, yeah, just, there was definitely that deep connection straight away that, and I really saw that, that you and willingness were like a, much made in heaven <laughs> it was it was just the it was what I was really looking for and I didn't know what I was looking for you know you just it that's that's what I feel the Marian method well, that's what I think the Marian method does has done for me and what I can see it doing for others that I speak about is you know we were all kind of looking for something and you're not sure what you need sort of more of but it just provides this glue that brings everything together in your entire life and when you start you know acting on the things within each of the parts and seeing how they all fit together so seamlessly like this tapestry quilt that like every time you go to the next you know experience or the next whatever it is or you might do an, an in a loving presence process where you just go deeper than you've ever done before and all of a sudden this huge shifts happen and then conversation with life comes in and it's just this beautiful you know weaving web of yeah, just beauty. And you can just really, your whole life, just you look at life in a completely different way when you know all this stuff. Mm, I love that. And I want to mention or note that you, that you would have noticed that you said, I feel, and then you shifted it to, I think, and we'll be doing <laughs> you. So to the, to the listeners, you'll probably hear us do this kind of thing because language is really important in the MM work, not because of, not because there's a right and wrong, because there isn't a right and wrong in, in this work, but really there's the understanding that 
so much of the DDC conditioning happens through language and that part of choosing our language carefully is is to have that more and more embodied experience of really living from our love and our will from our expansiveness and from our power and certain languaging that's really core to the ddc if we say those words it, it can you know we can i don't know we can get sucked in a little bit more so you you'll probably hear us over the over the time and i will i won't edit those out because i think it's really helpful to see that we're quite often doing that we're saying oh no hang on what i what i don't i don't want to use that word what i want to say is so you might notice those <laughs> and it's such a beautiful experience doing that as well because like you said like i think language is so linked to power and so when you start speaking and you say, oh, I have to do this or I should do that, your whole body just closes in and you're not enjoying it and you don't want to be there, you're not willing to be there. And so that sort of like steamrolls your energy that just rolls into other things. And so maybe you change how you respond to somebody or your child or, you know, so it's so important. And I, and I love, I used to actually have in the beginning, I was a bit like, oh, I don't want to do that out loud. And now, now I'm like a person with like five personalities sometimes I'm talking with people and I'm like oh no I think oh no I feel oh no yep and I just change as I go through so I probably probably look a bit schizophrenic to be honest but that's okay it's but just what, really, it takes your power back by by being really you know clear about what you want to say and what what I've seen happen when you you know are speaking to somebody people really notice that you are ensuring that you're being really clear and so they actually almost I don't know, ears prick up and you listen clearer. So, yeah, that's something I'm really loving about this work is the clarity in language. Yes. And what I love about that is it's so much an embodied experience, isn't it? Because I know for me, and there'll be different words that don't have that same resonance, but I know there are certain words for me like, oh, we might do a whole episode on the word boundaries, for example. I'd love to do that. <laughs> yes. You know, like for me, if I say the word boundaries, that has a whole different sense. You know, I feel really different in my body compared to if I say, you know, I'm saying no here. So to me, it's about the words and what they, the, yeah, the embodied experience that we have. And the whole point of language in the MM is to, as much as we possibly can, to be connecting with our our love and our will and our will is is choice it's agency it's actually really choosing so I love that on a meta level we're connecting with what am I really wanting to communicate here who where am I wanting to communicate from and actually speaking that out loud and in terms of psycho-spiritual parenting as well are you happy to share about Bella and how, yeah. how she does the same kind of thing as well yeah so I found this part really interesting when when it started playing out because when I became a parent, I often heard myself saying things that my parents said to me and I would catch myself out and go, oh gosh, I sound like my mother, which is no problem. I love my mother, but it's just like, you know, things that weren't resonant for me to say, they were just coming out and I was saying them. And so that was the first sort of thing like, oh, hang on. I actually don't want to say that. I actually don't want to re repeat that. And I also don't want to pass that down. And so a lot of what I was learning was, well, unlearning was the con conditioning and the thoughts that I was having were not actually mine. They were just what I'd been told, you know. And so with Bella, when I started doing a lot of the will work and I started saying to her, you know, especially with play and things like that, you know, I'm willing to play for five minutes. I'm not willing to play anymore. Um, it almost just happened really organically that she would, you know, instead of me saying, oh, mommy's not, want, I don't want to play anymore. No, please, please, please. And then the willingness came in and I said, I'm just, I'm just not willing to play anymore. And she'd be like, oh, okay. 
And because I was giving her the same opportunity and asking her instead of saying, you have to do this, you should do this, you need to do this, saying, would you be willing to go and do this? Then she started cottoning on really quickly that, well, hang on a minute, I get a choice in this and I can say I'm not willing and I can, you know, and now the same. So when she says she's not willing, you know, as challenging as that can be sometimes, I love to say, okay, I hear you're not willing. Okay. And then it's just beautiful because in other areas when she's not with me, like she goes to school or she might be with her, her father or, you know, any other family members, she she will actually just say, I'm really not willing to do that. And then it's almost as if they go, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> like they're kind of used to us now, but it's just this, it's giving the kids the vocabulary to stay connected to the love and will, to stay connected to their power and to know that they can say no if they don't want to, because quite often as kids, we're just brought up to think that we can't say no, that you don't get a choice. You're not a, you're not an adult. You don't know, you know, and you told this your entire life. So this work is in terms of like a spiritual parenting is really going to shake the world up. <laughs> mm, I love that. Way. And I love that, that really that word. And I know I'd like to really acknowledge NVC and Marshall Rosenberg for the, for the word willing, because mm. that's where I learned them from many 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago. And the, the, the way I leave, mm, played with it in in the mm works really also that i'm not willing and really that again it's because it's so embodied when we say i am willing and we really are or i'm not willing it's completely different and it is an energetic stance and again we'll probably do a whole episode on the neo <laughs> and how powerful and clear that is and how that really radiates out and has a huge impact on or huge effect so no, not impact a huge <laughs> effect on on other people on life on you know, it's a really clear it's an embodied experience when we say I'm not willing compared to no I don't want that They're yeah. very different body states and it, also, it almost gives it back to you it's almost you just you sort of stand straighter and you are very much like you know you it's like I've heard you I understand you you know thank you and I'm not willing so it's more like a it's not about the other person whereas I think sometimes if you say I don't want or I don't like or whatever it is then that person might take that you know or it might land in them and, and activate some conditioning in them as opposed to it's just about me it's just me I'm sorry I'm and I generally have my hand on my chest I'm not willing you know whatever it is and it's almost what I loved about it is I stopped making excuses so I stopped you know like if I didn't want to go somewhere or I just you know didn't want to attend something I'd just go thank you so much for the invitation and I'm not willing and that would be the end of it I wouldn't be because I had this and because of that it's just I'm just checked in and I just don't want to I'm not willing <laughs> So it became like just a beautiful way to go, thank you, and I'm not willing. And it's I'm happy and I've got a smile on my face and I'm not upsetting anybody and, you know, people-pleasing conditioning's not kicking in. It was all just, yep, it's about me and I'm not willing. So. And that's why it's so much a part of getting free from the DDC, isn't it? Because all of those other things, which I know I used to have as well, so much so much of the guilt sticks. We're going to talk about sticks. We'll probably do a whole episode on getting free from the sticks. I'll need to listen to this as well to write notes on which one oh, that is. Now I've lost my track. What was I saying? Getting from the DDC. Oh, yes. So when we're, yeah, the guilt. So guilt sticks, for example, you know, I should always say yes. Or I all these phrases that we have in the DDC that we learn, you know, I am up setting someone which again we can talk all about that or I'm um, letting someone down all these are DDC phrases where we actually are taking responsibility for other people's feelings and what I love about the MM work is when we really get free from that the paradox is the more connected we are with our love and our will which is basically our slug wisdom saying actually it's a no my slug wisdom says this is a no for me 
they're saying it in a really often a really loving way we're connected yeah. to ourselves we're connected to our eye our soul so we're soul of love and will so we literally i love how you said that when we say i'm not willing we're really standing in our soul's self we we freed ourselves from a whole lot of conditioning that we needed to let in and believe growing up in this culture we're just standing more and more from who we really are as a soul it's like a really tangible practical thing to actually be standing in ourselves and that really radiates out to people when we're we're expressing something from our soul rather than from our conditioned parts or our younger parts which of course we have so much love for all of those but it's a really different experience isn't it and it definitely changes like you said the the energetic sort of field around you that goes out because I've just quite often noticed that when I do stand in that eye and I say I'm just not willing nobody challenges it Nobody says, but why, but this, but that. It's just simply I'm not willing. And they're kind of like, oh, it's almost like it just, yeah, it's just that there's no other option. I'm just not willing. And it's so fine. There's no, you know, upset or I've just noticed such a beautiful shift in how how I respond to people in that way. And in doing that, I'm happier because I'm, you know, not doing the things that I don't want to do. And I am doing the things that I do want to do. And so for me, the alignment is just more balanced. It, it's not this, I used to have such highs and lows of, oh, I don't want to let somebody down. Like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And then I would spend a few days going, oh, I said that. And, oh, you know, maybe I hurt their feelings. And then that would just consume my energy for months and weeks and sometimes years, depending on what the situation was. And when I think back now in terms of willingness, I would just think I just simply wasn't willing and that was okay. And it's all almost like, poof, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's healed now. <laughs> you know, I just, you just weren't willing. Okay. You just weren't willing. So I just, I love that. I think it definitely just brings me more happiness, really listening to that. Yeah. And I really love how you communicate that to me. It really brings across the sense that it is really an energetic thing. Like it's like, this is why to me, it's so different from boundaries. It's really it's an energetic state that the other people's energetic soulness responds to like we feel that in like on a deep somatic level when someone's saying i'm not willing and they're really not willing compared to no i don't want to or, oh i'm sorry or oh or, or, or no you know they move more into rage it's, they're all really different states and something really powerful and i'm really excited to to share more about that in, an, in another episode so because it's so juicy isn't it that the whole no and the neo no and yeah yum. yeah amazing by the way can you hear i'm going to keep this bit on as well can you hear sunny but in the background i can't hear i can't hear what he's saying i can almost hear a voice voice. okay uh i'd love to share a bit about my initial journey which is so interesting which i came in via via love which is really interesting Um, isn't it so the the first time this worked well I had a psychospiritual background a long long time ago from training as a psychosynthesis psychotherapist and I'd really like to acknowledge that's where I got the whole idea of love and will from. And despite writing essays about it and talking a lot of it, a lot about will, I really didn't get what will was until I really started exploring it myself. But really the the idea of the inner loving mother and inner loving father came in when I created my Love Being a Mother course. And I remember actually I was literally sitting like a foot to my foot to my right and it was in a Facebook live and I was saying imagine how and I I suddenly just said oh imagine how and I think actually might have said originally you know divine mother and a divine father sitting right in front of you and mother's like the 
the archetype of unconditional love and the father's like the archetype of support and encouragement and uh, it just that it just kind of came to me during a facebook live and i thought oh hang on i like this this is <laughs> this is yummy yeah. <laughs> so i just get kept coming like that and coming and coming and just kind of downloading and, and became really clear and i thought oh i'm gonna make a course about this and then as I made the course well no I think it must have already come before I don't even remember like the the developmental process that generally most of us go through which I know is different nowadays but often it's you know mother first then father then it's a friend and then usually a sexual partnership so often that's the the journey so in the process we often go through is connecting on that that same order so in a loving mother first and in a loving father then in a best friend and in a beloved and as I was practicing these things myself they started off more as like words so my inner loving mother most of all and then over time they became these felt presences so it wasn't just the words they were saying and it wasn't just my inner loving mother saying I love you unconditionally and I'm right here with you, but it was actually this felt sense of a presence here with me. And what I love, it was so much related. I really love to acknowledge aware parenting because so much of it came through my, the things I would say and do to my children with aware parenting. So all the, I'm here with you and I'm listening to all of your feelings. And I welcome all of your feelings, all of those things. I realize it's just, just, it's that process of meeting the needs listening to the feelings in the same way as aware parenting we do externally is that we have all this so you know if you come to the mm work from aware parenting which is so often people do they're doing that parenting they're doing it they're practicing that parenting with the child and then the next step becomes the reparenting and everything is completely relevant and there's something about it if people do come that way is that it does make it easier because i know for me before i became a parent Again, it was it's the tangible things, isn't it? The tangible things to say. I mean, this doesn't mean you know this work is for all people, not just parents. But there is something about often that process becomes easier. And then I found, for example, then the the inner loving presence process came to me. That that came to me. I was doing the my power and powerlessness in parenting course or creating that in 2015. And this power portal process came to me and I said, oh, so go back in a time machine with our inner loving mother or in loving father, whoever it wants to be. And then we go back and revisit and we go to the connect with the, the thoughts and the feelings and the needs and have conversation and get to be really heard and get to have these reparative experiences. And I was practicing it myself and I was having these amazing transformative experiences, really, again, really tangible that then I could keep revisiting and as I got more and more familiar with the themes, I'd be like, oh, yes, when, I, when I'm with my daughter and she doesn't, maybe she's not looking at me. That reminds me of when I'm the baby. And so then I can, after doing one or two or three in a loving presences, I knew that my little baby at those, that times would need to hear from my inner loving mother. You know, I, I see you and I'm here with you and I, I love looking at you. So, mm, yeah, that all came through. And then I, yeah, created the inner loving presence process course which combined the those in loving presences and the in loving presence process and I was like oh this is really yummy isn't it and this is really tangible so we're talking back to that tangible love these are really tangible things to say and to experience and then what I found is through that was what I was going to say through experiencing particularly in the inner loving presence process my younger parts hearing these reparative phrases in particular it helped me really experience internally how 
powerful it was and how yummy that was to then to keep doing that, keep saying those things to my children because I could see firsthand. So it was like this beautiful, I see it as a beautiful like infinity symbol that the more, if if for those people who are parents, the more we say these things to them, the more we can receive it from our inner loving parents and then that we embody it even more and it becomes even more second nature with our children. It's just this yummy process that, that um, becomes itself. It does and it becomes a part of, of, of how you just do everything in life, don't you? Because before this, this work was, well, before I even knew anything about it, I knew nothing about younger parts and, you know, that that was the part of me that was responding or reacting at that time. And so even though, you know, until today I still might have something, you know, might have a younger part come up, I just stop in the middle and go, I'm really, really sorry, darling, that's not, that's not about you. That's clearly little, and she calls it little Nick. <laughs> little Nick must be, that must be little Nick, she'll tell me. And I'd be like, yes, I think that is little Nick. And we have a good laugh about it. So something that could be, you know, quite, it could lead into a big, you know, adult broken cookie moment ends up being something like, and and the best part about it is she knows it's not about her. So in, in doing this work and what I love about it is before I knew anything about it, you know, I would think, okay, yeah, I really need to heal some things from my past, but Firstly, how do you do that? And secondly, a lot of people are just like, well, just don't, you know, don't go back there. You know, you're just going to start from here and move forward. But it is so paramount to going back there and giving that, giving the love that, you know, you needed at that time or, you know, just the conversation and having having that conversation like the two-column technique and saying what you really wanted to say to that person that you may never in your life get a chance to say. Perhaps it was a parent who's now passed on or perhaps it was, you know, a boyfriend when you're a teenager who you ne you're never going to see again for whatever reason. You just, it's this amazing opportunity to go back and really, you know, put a lot of love into those parts that were so painful and then see how it sort of moves through into your life now and how, and how that all plays out. And again, with just, you know, like you said about the certain words and things like that, I know when I first was introduced in a loving mother, I found it really hard to find phrases for myself. And one of the things she said, well, what would you say to Bella in that moment? And that came really easily. I was like, yeah, of course, I'm just going to say this. And, and you're like, well, why didn't you say that to yourself? And then I started doing that. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. This is it. This is it. And little Nick was just like jumping around for joy because it was, yeah, it was just beautiful. So I just really enjoy how the more you do it, like you said, it might start as words, but then it becomes a presence. Then it becomes like an energy that you feel and you just never feel alone after that. You know, it doesn't mean that things are going to be perfect. It just means that whenever they're not perfect, you're not alone in that moment. And I guess for me, living by myself with a child, I have a lot of alone time and I do, you know, quite often spend weeks where I don't see, you know, an adult face to face and sit down and have, you know, an amazing conversation like I do in the beautiful online groups that I'm a part of. And so having that presence has just become, yeah, so, so beautiful and, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I don't have another <laughs> amazing, loving, supportive, yeah, just incredible. Oh, I can't hear anything. Hello. Whoopsie. I turned my, I switched my sound off. There you go. <laughs> uh, a little quiet gap there. I love what you said about never never being alone again. I remember when I actually, before I created the In Loving Presence Process course, I had a little tester group of people and I said, you know, I was asking their experiences of 
And I remember someone in there, it was actually Jen, she said, I will never be alone again. And I was remember like, that was one of my first ever testimonials. And that's been my experience as well from so often feeling this deep sense of, of isolation, really, to have this sense of that there's always this, these loving presences here. It's a fundamentally different experience of life, isn't it? Like, as you say, it's still can, it's can be all kinds of challenges and so on. But the sense that there's, there's always this loving presence with us even when we maybe not we find it hard to you know when we really go back into old big old feelings sometimes it's harder to access our inner loving princes that's really natural that's when we really need to reach for our outer loving support yeah but still there's it's different it's different to how it used to be there's still that sense of not being alone anymore and I really want to emphasize as well I know you know this that the the more we receive that internally often means we're actually more and more willing to receive that from the outside as well so often I've heard people have had transformative experiences often with their mother connecting with inner loving mother and thinking perhaps they'll never be able to receive empathy from their outer mother and then through the through the shifts that they make themselves internally that the external relationship fundamentally shifts and the kind of the amazingness again of again how powerful we are that when yeah. we we change things internally then things change externally as well yeah and again it's just that embodying that energetic shift isn't it and I've definitely experienced that in my own life as I know you have as well and it's something that you think oh it's you know it's not ever going to be possible and then it's almost as if overnight it's just completely different and yeah it's it uh, it's always that just it just comes from such a place of of love and just acceptance for almost as if you and I remember actually going through quite a grieving process as I was accepting that, okay, it's just going to be a certain way with, you know, you know, the relationship. And, and it, it was that accepting and letting go whilst giving myself all the love and the reparative phrases and the reparative experiences. And then all of a sudden the outside world just started to reflect identically what I was feeling inside. And I was just blown away. I was just, wow, this is yeah. Powerful stuff. So interesting, isn't it? With all all of these, so so amazing. I've had so many experiences like that with what was inner beloveds, like literally hearing the same thing from like ex boyfriends coming back and saying, "Actually, you know, I did all this inner loving presence process work in relation to an ex boyfriend or two, and like literally hearing back for them and them saying the exact words that I I really wanted to hear, like many many years ago." It's so so amazing how powerful we are. And it's almost as if you don't, you're not asking for that to happen. Yeah. You're sort of going, you know, here, here's what I'm doing and here's, you know, and then all of a sudden life just goes, here, would you like this, you know, experience in your outer world to show that this is working and this is, you know, moving you forward. Yeah. And it's such a relief, isn't it? I think so many people, I remember before this work as well, myself, I think, who, you know, if there's painful things from the past, it might be from parents or siblings or friends or exes or whatever that often people think that they need to communicate or say those things that they really want to say to that person and often that doesn't go very well particularly if it is maybe our parents who grew up in a different era and don't really know how to listen and give empathy and don't know how to listen without judging themselves us so the fact that we so often can do that internally and then still have a shift externally it's a really different thing than going over and over again and trying to be heard by someone who actually 
isn't isn't yet connected enough to their own lovingness to be able to hear us with unconditional love yeah and i'm also wondering like because your your energy must change so significantly that you not that you don't care anymore but you you know i know for myself you might stop saying certain things and then expecting a certain answer and then not getting it and then feeling disappointed it's almost as if all of those dominoes just don't end up playing out and you just and you just take it all back to yourself and then the things just come so lovingly and easily and willingly it's almost like you're connecting from your soul version to their soul version even though your inner loving mother could be you know different to the soul version of your inner loving of your outer love of your outer mother for example it's it's almost as if you never have to say what you really want to say because you've kind of already done that work. Yeah, yeah so um, much easier, isn't it? Mm. it? Like to, and that can be like as I did with you that very first time. Like we, as, as mentors, as you do as well, we can stand in for the soul version of someone's mother or father or ex or whoever it is, and actually really receive with love the, the things that the person wants to say and we can actually respond and, and speak back what they might like to hear and it's such a powerful wonderful such an honor isn't it to get to stand in in those ways yes huge shifts are possible from that sort of thing isn't it just just being able to speak it even if you're speaking into voxer or something like that just being able to express it verbally aloud of something that you've never expressed before, whether that is in front of the person or not, is just so powerful in itself because you're almost like, this is what I wanted to say. This is what I need you to hear from me. I haven't, you know, I need to feel heard and you you express it. And it's almost as if that in itself gives you just a lightness, you know, after I said what I needed to say, you know. Well. And it's really based on the idea that the the Taurus that we are like a Taurus, which is like the donut and we're love and well, the willings channel is like the, the center in the middle and the, the love is like the, the donut around the outside. And that, that what prevents us from being the love that we are is so often those love hurts. So the, the ways that we've been hurt and the more we get to express those to a loving listener, the more we get to release those love hurts and the more we get to naturally be more loving so we don't need to do any you know there's no idea of forgiveness because forgiveness implies someone's done something wrong in inverted commas so there's this natural process where we get to express all the feelings and all the things we wanted to say and all of those things the more we get to have those lovingly heard we naturally release those love hurts and we become more connected to love because that's who we are underneath always anyway that's that's our true nature yeah yeah, I love that so much. And that was that was something that was very new to me as well with the way of parenting is that all your feelings are welcome here. Gosh, really? I never heard that before. <laughs> I was always told my feelings, especially the uncomfortable ones, were not welcome here. And so I see that now, you know, with, with my daughter, she'll say, you know, I'm so angry and I'm so this and I'm so that. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay to be angry. It's, you know, and so she does get to express all of that in all its glory, you know, whether it's happy, sad, you know, anger, whatever it is. And it's always met with love. And so, you know, she just, well, I, I'm hoping with everything, she just won't develop that that need to, you know, not say how she feels, you know, or not a need, but that, yeah, just to go into herself as opposed to expressing how she feels about it. So I really, yeah, it's such a powerful thing to be able to talk about with your children as well. Mm, really is, isn't it? And then the idea being that it's like the, I'm going to, or the symbol from the Taoist, the yin and the yang, is like love and will. So, it, for example, if we want to change something, actually 
pouring in enough love and we naturally move from love to will. So from lovingness comes willingness. So often there's that idea, isn't there, of how do we change? And the idea being the more we love what is and we love the feelings that are there, which is key to the willingness practice, for example, is loving. If we want something and we're not willing to to do that or to be that or have that, the more we can love what's getting in the way, the the fears, the concerns, then actually then we move naturally into willingness. So we don't need to do what the DDC teaches us. We don't need to coerce ourselves or judge ourselves or guilt ourselves into taking action. Increasingly, we can we know that actually with enough love, willingness comes when we know how to 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 move through that process. It, and again, it's so different, isn't it? It's so different from the idea that if you want to do something, either like judge yourself or if you're not doing it judge yourself or if you know coerce yourself should do that and just none of that is necessary that actually we can live from that deep self-compassion and take action from willingness so so different and it's always easier <laughs> that's all that's always so much more easier and enjoyable you know especially you know if you think about you know creating your soul's calling and putting all that sort of stuff out into the world and you really really want it and you want to do it so much and I have to do this and I'm you know you're forcing yourself it just feels really unenjoyable and I used to think in the beginning when I did used to force I really want this I've got to do this I've got to get up early it was just so draining I had no energy and then with the will work when it came in I would just be asking myself now am I willing to do this am I willing to and once that happens, like you said, the action just flows so freely after that. It's just like, you know, the floodgates are open and the river's running wild and everything just comes and everything fits in the right place and life just helps you out here and they put this person there and they, and everything just is like, oh, I wasn't worried about. I wasn't worried about anything. <laughs> it's so much more enjoyable. So yummy, isn't it? I've got a really clear example, which I just shared with you yesterday that I'm ed- editing my psycho-spiritual parenting book, which has taken quite a long time to want to uh, to be willing to be birthed into the world and for me to be willing as well and then literally a couple of days ago I thought oh I'm just gonna have a little scroll on Instagram which I don't scroll on Instagram I just you know I go in very purposefully to choose to look at particular things uh, I'll just have a little scroll and then I saw someone who'd done my respond loving to your calling course about four years ago maybe something like that and she created some beautiful artwork for the back of these cards that I'm going to be doing. We're going to share more about that, the the loving presence cards. And she literally just shared after not showing for a long time and saying, I've taught myself Procreate, which is a digital art app. And she shared this book cover that she'd made. And she said, I'm open for, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but you know, to create book covers for people. And I just saw it and I went, oh, I need a book cover. <laughs> I messaged her and I went, oh. Hello, you've done me, you know, it's just the, the the way those kinds of things happen is so magical. It's like the the, the timing that everything comes together. I'm... And then, you know, for me, I'm even, you know, you could probably even see there might be a tiny bit of a sticker. I was even going to say, you know, it's finally, it's finally mm. books ready. But actually, when we really, yeah. really trust the timing, like, who knows, maybe it really, everything needed to come together in this exact time when she learned Procreate and she put out that post and all the other pieces fell into place and we're doing this together. And, you know, that it's it's really trusting that when all the things come together and we're willing and life's willing and the, the thing itself has its own willingness, 
like you can't stop it from happening like it's really it's like almost isn't it presence falling from the sky and yeah. it's really trusting the things like the little callings to oh, I'll just have a little scroll on Instagram or I'll just f- call up this person or I'll just look at this thing or I'll just go out to this place and you know by really trusting ourselves and listening to ourselves that's how life you know um, contributes to us and gives us the next piece in the journey and it's the most wondrous thing it's collaborating so with life in that way and I always think it's like it's sort of like getting out of your own way because sometimes when you're like forcing and forcing and things are too hard and then you get like I used to get conditioning like oh you know you have to work hard to do this and it has to be difficult and you're supposed to suffer and this was just a whole new outlook on life you don't need to suffer at all you can actually do this from a complete place of lovingness and willingness and feel completely supported and you can have an incredibly successful business and you can be helping thousands of people and you could be making lots of money if that's what you want to do or it's just this and as opposed to you have to really suffer to get anywhere I love that story I love that story and similar story with your children's books as well with drawing like that yeah exactly and again that I'd wanted to do them for like 15 or more years and then suddenly said oh she's she's great things and procreate and of course the perfect timing for her to be the person who's illustrating them same with the editor I mean the, the amount of synchronicities in inverted commas that happened around these books um, so wonderful so instead of the stick which might be you know I've taken so long something like that's just like the deep deep trust in how things unfold and when we especially when we know how to really trust that I do want to say you know me in language about getting out of our own way I see it as more of and we said this before that it's more like our conditioning getting out of the way of us because like who we really because you know we know like your soul knows yeah yeah the conditioned personality or the conditioned parts like because we you know you you are you you know you know (laughs) you know the eye the eye knows I knows yeah yeah ah yum and I do want to acknowledge with the will work that there was this aha moment I had because I three of my biggest passions up until then had been well that would be for psychosynthesis aware parenting non-violent communication and the field work and one day I suddenly realized oh my gosh in psychosynthesis there's love and will in aware parenting there's really understanding about the importance of tantrums and expressing that outrage and how children really need autonomy and choice and then there was at mvc the whole understanding of willingness and guilt so language so much about language and about guilt and shame and how different that was from other feelings like sadness and then the field project work which is again all about willingness and how they called it the field the field responds to willingness and then i suddenly went Oh my God, these things are all say the same thing, but just different facets of the diamond. And I went, oh, I'm going to, hello, thank you, everybody. I'm going to bring these all together. And I was like, oh, I still feel so excited about really understanding will. So from going from studying the will in psychosynthesis when I was like, I don't understand it. To, oh my God, these things all fit together. Like, <laughs> you know our true nature as well as true power and how that fits together with the willingness work and how that fits together with rage and frustration and our yeses and our noes and, and I, I still feel so excited oh, how they all fit together awesome. it's like seeing these puzzle pieces and just getting the opportunity to put them all together and make a beautiful picture 
and, and make it something that's so tangible. Like it's not just like this big, here's the greatest, you know, here's the whole idea and see how you go. It's like you, you break it down into these exact parts that can be used at exact times. So people know, you know, it's something that you end up, it becomes part of your world. It's not just, you know, you don't just do an affirmation every day and hope for the best. It it really, you know, becomes who you are. And I love what you said, because all of those things, again, just happened in that perfect timeline because you wouldn't have reached that spot, you know, when, you know, it was back there or it was here that had to, it had to be all combined in that way for you to reach that exact point to create this whole framework. So it's, yeah, it's really incredible. Lovely, lovely. And then we've got conversations with life, which I just love. And again, I'd like to acknowledge the the field project where I did learn a lot of stuff from that, that I use. And then I added in because my dad was always into deja vu experiences right from that. So it was this in the 70s, he would have all these experiences where he'd constantly be saying, I just see this pattern in the sky or the pattern in the ground, or I just had this deja vu or this happened or and constantly talking about it. And so I just really grew up with a sense of like, there's this magical, wondrous, wondrous mystery here. And I want to really understand how to play with it and have fun with it. And so I really am so grateful. So I learned from Philip Gollabuck, the field project about children as messengers and really then just brought it all together again with all the other things. And it's just so yummy to see that children as these wise beings these powerful souls that yes maybe have smaller bodies and maybe they they you know they need absolutely need our support and love and loving and willing environment and they're here to to contribute to us as much as we are to them they're constantly inviting us to see messages and to to take our next steps and it's such a profoundly different way of understanding children compared to the ddc which is still isn't it that children are a bit I don't know. I don't know. And they need to be trained, need to be taught, and need to be squished into, you know, being more like adults rather than what can we learn? We can learn so much from children. We're constantly, and they're constantly in really specific ways, inviting us to to see differently. And also to stay connected to that because I, I remember like you said, if you know, if your if your dad wasn't giving you that, you know, excitement around wow, what does that mean? And what, you know, then you stayed open to all of those things. And I think quite often, you know, our children might come and they say, oh, I saw this. And it might've been like a flicker of light and we'll tell them, oh, no, you didn't. Or no, that's not possible. Or, you know, because, and then they learn to just sort of turn that off almost. They they disconnect from that deep knowing, that intuition, like that they can't, we tell them that they can't trust themselves. We tell them that we know better you know, we know when you're full, we know when you're cold, we know when you're hot, we know when you're tired. So we we basically remove the power from them. Whereas with this idea, and just as an example with conversations with life, you know, my daughter will, if she's stuck on something, she'll quite often, you know, say, so, okay, all right, life, we need, and she'll, she'll talk like that. All right, life, here's what I want to know, you know? So she, you know, she'll say it out aloud and then, and then she'll wait and she'll look she, she does noticing practices quite often. You know, I was telling her about the noticing practice and she'll, okay, well, uh, and she'll ask, sometimes this is, she'll ask the question in her head and then she'll be like, and what do you see, mum? And will be like, I don't know what the question is. <laughs> She's like, but I asked life and I was like, okay. And it's just like, I spy. 
which I'm never going to get the answer, but like I quite often, you know, it is, it's so funny because I know now that like going forward, she's so open to that and she's looking for that and she knows that life loves her and life is supporting her and life is there for her no matter what. So it's not this case of, you know, you you grow up and you've got your mom and then you you leave your, or your mom and dad and then you leave your parents and you're off on your own. It's like, no, you are completely supported whether you're with me or not, you know, and I think that is just such an incredible gift to give them isn't it so amazing yeah to really retain that interconnectedness that they're all born with that the ddc again really wants to train us out to feeling deeply interconnected with each other and all of life because people who feel that on an embodied level aren't gonna be needing to buy lots of stuff or believing there's something wrong with them or you know or into... under coercion or that option because it's, it's just not i just don't know not willing nope nope that's nope, a no nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these things are really like the love and the well and the conversations of life they're all ways of actually helping us return to who we really are so that we 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 are waking up from the spell that the ddc casts on us to really who we really are and that isn't some kind of spiritual bypassing way it's a really tangible yeah. tangible tangible really loving responses to ourselves and others really connecting with our yeses and nos and and really having conversations with life constantly and feeling deeply interconnected i mean it's really yummy isn't it i'm very grateful all this stuff came through me like or i and often it is oh, you know wow. i gathered or i gathered things together and you know people had already done stuff and i went oh that 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 that, that. thank you i'll put those ones together <laughs> so just so grateful to get to oh, be but- playing and having fun Yeah. And I really want to acknowledge the way that you put it together as well, because the way that it's, you know, you have, have the Marian method framework, it's so easy to get on board and it's so enjoyable. So, you know, maybe somebody else who didn't, who maybe had similar experiences in those sort of field, it just wouldn't have been as, I guess, lovingly given to the world. Like I feel like the way it's given, it's just very, you take, you do as much as you want when you're ready and next part will be offered to you and then we can do this way and it's not this yeah it's not difficult you know there's a lot to know about it and and all the little bits come in but I just the way that it's I don't like the word presented but the way that I have received it from you is just it's just revolutionized it's the glue that really fits everything you know in those places so it was only you that would be able to have put it in this way to deliver it to the world oh thank you thank you and I love what you bring to it and the way you take it out to the world and the way you bring these really tangible examples with you and Bella as well that just bring it to life and that inspire people and that help people go oh okay like really (laughs) tangible ways I have the sense that I I like talking about the theory and you're like okay so what that means is this (laughs) I just think that's why we collaborate so beautifully together and such a lovely team I think in in terms of this what we each bring to it so thank you for loving it and and (laughs) resonating with it and and taking it to the world (laughs) shared it's yeah so amazing so exciting oh I'm so I'm really enjoyed today and I'm really looking forward to not looking forward to I'm really I feel excited when I imagine more conversations like this me too I feel like it's just like the tip of the iceberg and now let's get into the We've all got all kinds of other collaborative ideas. We have done already one collaboration, and I actually was going to ask you that next as well in terms of like how can people find out about you and what have you got offering at the moment? But I also wondered if you want to mention our collaborated 
collaboration willingness for children was just amazing I loved this I loved it yeah you actually mentioned that to me before we created it when I did my first willingness war with Bella and it really that that day I just remember thinking like now you can go off and do it by yourself and when we ended up creating that I shared it with a few of the parents at at school as well and they just was like oh again just tangible ways so yeah the willingness for children is yeah our first thing that we've done for children isn't it so (laughs) it's a it's another just yeah really tangible way to to share it with with your kids and pass it down so there's that one and do you want me to share some of the other ideas or all all ideas and your offerings when you offer one-to-one sessions so if people want support like on a one-to-one level in terms of the mm work yes so i i like the the word alchemy is quite i guess for me it's really prominent in my life in terms of this work because my life has been completely alchemized by this and so yeah the sessions that I offer are called parent alchemy sessions or parent alchemy journeys one month three months and six months and I named them redefine expand and alchemize because I think in one month you're sort of seeing where you're at and seeing you know what things that you want to change in your life and where you want to put your you know where where you might need more love or where you might be needing to listen more to your willingness and then the three months is really where you can expand on all of those things and see over essentially that four month period so the one month and the three months to see how different things can be and then by the six month journey there's really your life is just looks completely differently you respond to life in a different way you completely you just show up differently you wake up differently you go to sleep differently and it's just this complete beautiful yeah turn of how things can look so I love journeying with people for long periods of time because you just see such and you get so I get so excited I get like oh my gosh and we were here and now we're here and do you remember when that happened and oh my gosh look where we are now and it's just so amazing I just get so I enjoy it so much I can't I can't tell you I love it so much (laughs) yum 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 (laughs) <laughs> and you have aware parenting offerings as well because you're also an aware parenting instructor so where can people find out about what you're doing and and have a look at as well at your aware yeah. parenting your lovely aware parenting course that you've got is the doors closed yet it has it has so I officially closed them two days ago and we're currently in the live round so there was a Facebook live last Monday on crying and big feelings and there's another one this Monday on attachment play. I mean, if people are still interested in joining, yeah, they can definitely send me a message. But there's yeah, beautiful people in the group already and the energy is so exciting and lots of people who are new to aware parenting. So the course itself is an introduction to aware parenting. So sort of aimed at people who are new to aware parenting or wanting a refresher or maybe they have a partner or support person who they'd like to get on board. So, yeah, it's really it's very, very lovely. I'm really enjoying this. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Yay. And we've got some really excited, excited, some excited collaborations. The collaborations are excited because they're sitting in the ethers going, oh, we're coming soon. So many amazing things. Like I wish, well, no, do I wish if I could just blink my eyes and have them all out there? No, I I trust the process. I trust the timing. But, yeah, they're all very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I have a sense of them all smiling and going, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're coming. Oh, we're coming, we're coming. Anything else you want to say? Mm, no, I've got sore cheeks again. I know, me too. Um, <laughs> smiling, sore jaw, but no, so enjoyable. I love talking to you. Oh, I love talking to you too. And thank you so much thank for being here. Me. And I love that we've got a whole series of these, not just one. So, oh, 
So if you've enjoyed listening, please come back and listen to our next one. We're going to aim to do them once a week. Once a week. Yay. Okay. Amazing. (laughs) Lots of love. See you next time.